0: Shining a light on autism and life on the spectrum. Welcome to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly, a podcast breaking down barriers, stigma, and misconceptions around autism. And now, here's your neurologically different host, Orion Kelly.
1: Thank you so much for listening to My Friend Autism. I'm Orion Kelly and I'm autistic. I'm here to empower you with knowledge, education and growth opportunities through my open, honest and engaging conversations on autism, break down some stigmas and misconceptions and most importantly, increase the level of understanding, appreciation and acceptance of autistic people.
0: My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Online at orionkelly.com.au
1: well, in this podcast, we're going to talk about something I think is pretty important to talk about, okay? And, and it's also really quite controversial, so I like that. That's my thing. <laughs> uh, we're going to explore the way autistic people refer to themselves using what is the, I guess, older-used, old-fashioned, orthodoxy kind of approach, which is the person-first language or the increasingly preferred identity-first language. Now, again... Personal preference. I'm not here to tell you what to do. You do you, I'll do me. I'll give you my thoughts on both. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just kind of stating my thoughts, opinions, and and I guess some facts. I think it's best we start with the traditional approach first, okay? So let's do that. If that's okay with you. Yeah, I can't hear you. This is a podcast. You can talk to me, but I can't hear you. You can hear I get you can hear me, but I can't hear you. So you've got to stop talking to me. I can't hear you. It's a podcast. Stop talking to me. Okay, person-first language. This is the traditional medical model of identifying people with disabilities. So the medical model of disability views the disability as separate from the person, as though they can turn their disability on or off. The model also places the focus on the disability as the cause of being disabled. Now, I just follow it. I know this can be, a, this is a bit, st- just stick with me. It's the disability alone that's causing the challenges going about your day-to-day life, not the world you live in. All right, so being born with a disability devalues you in the eyes of the community. And it's your problem. It's your problem to bear. It's not our problem. You, you're the one that has a disability. It's your problem to bear, my friend. See, person-first language separates the person from the disability. And in doing so, implies the disability is inherently negative. We're talking again from a medical model. I'm not speaking on behalf of the wider community. This is just the standard approach the medical model takes. So basically, the disability subtracts from my value as a person. Some people with disabilities, they don't want to be defined by their particular disability. So this is the thing about people that have a disability. Everyone's different. For example, let's say you're in a wheelchair. You don't want that to define you. For example, hi, I'm Emma. I just happen to use a wheelchair to get around. The wheelchair doesn't define me. And that makes total sense. And that's why medical model is ridiculous because it's not a choice. It just says everyone, has any form of medically diagnosed disability is in the same boat. And that's clearly not the case. So that makes sense. Emma's Emma. Just happens to use a wheelchair to get around. Cool. But from an autistic point of view, and I'm speaking from an autistic point of view only, person first language, it's problematic. Okay. And we've discussed some of the reasons. Okay. Let's go through. So you're born autistic. You're born autistic. You do not catch it or acquire it. It doesn't pop up later in life because your parents didn't treat you nicely or, or whatever. Right. It's, it isn't the case. You're born autistic, you die autistic. It's not a choice. You are born with a differently wired brain diagnosed as a neurodevelopmental disability. It's a different brain. Without your brain, you're dead. You need your brain. If you take away what makes me autistic, my different brain, I cease to exist. You can't separate me from my brain. My brain is me. Without my brain, there is no me. I cannot be separated. The only thing autistic about me is my brain. Not my body, not my look, my brain. I can't leave my brain behind. It's what makes me me. Autism is intrinsic to an autistic person's identity. The person-first language, for the most part, a medical model of viewing disability created in good faith but still dictating how people with disabilities can refer to themselves. I want to go back to the whole idea where I said medical model looks like you're being diagnosed with a disability and it's your disability that is disabling you, the medical model. Okay, well, see, the the social model, the other model of looking at it is, well, hang on, let's use Emma again, right? So, Okay, so Emma, her disability is... You know, her legs don't work. She needs a wheelchair to get around. Okay, cool. No work. She's she's not able-bodied. Okay. so Okay, hang on. You're telling me the fact that Emma's legs don't work, that's the only thing that is disabling her? You'd be drunk, right? You're crazy. That's your joke. You're doing humour, right? Because last time I checked, we built ramps for people in wheelchairs. Am I wrong? Right, so prior to that, the staircases in buildings, they would have been disabling Emma. Do you see what I'm saying? The community, not you as people, the infrastructure, the makeup of the community. But for the ramps, Emma is clearly being disabled by the community's inability to enable her to live like everyone else. You can't just blame Emma's legs. Do you see my example? I find this ridiculous. Yes, yeah, sure. The only thing disabling you in the real world is your disability. Give me a break. If you can't live in the real world with inclusive opportunities, inclusive structures and supports to enable you, instead disable you, it's got nothing to do with your disability. It's, it's, this, the world at large is part of the disabling effect on you. Right, I'm not saying it's it's all sure. Your disability is clearly clearly causing some some concerns for your ability to be included in mainstream, you know, civilization. But but for those ramps, right, you're stuffed. So <laughs> it's people not building ramps that's disabling you. In Emma's case, now as an autistic person, it's no different for us. Just being autistic isn't the reason why we feel disabled in the community. No, it's because there are little to no inclusive structures and supports in mainstream workplaces, schools, real life that can can understand where autistic people are coming from and help them through it. And like I said, Emma doesn't want to be defined. Emma's a made-up character, by the way. Emma doesn't want to be defined by her wheelchair. Totally understand. Because every person's different. Every disability is different. But for me... Now, this is where it becomes controversial. And can I be frank? I appreciate every single person on the planet listening to my podcast and sharing it. I do. And I, in no way am I trying to offend anyone. And I want to be really clear. I'm married to a neurotypical woman. I have a seven-year-old autistic son. So I'm not only an autistic adult, I'm an autistic husband, and I'm an autistic dad of an autistic son. So I speak, I speak from many angles here. I'm a parent of an autistic kid. I know what it's like. It's challenging. And I understand the intentions of parents of autistic kids. Those parents being not diagnosed or, if you ask me, undiagnosed because genetically one of the parents is likely autistic. Or the grandparents. I mean, seriously. They don't just pop out of nowhere. Anyway. Anyway. The neurotypical undiagnosed parents have a real issue with what they like to call putting a label on their child. Now, I think, again, this is, this is drawn from the medical model. The medical model, and even in medical school, they're still teaching medical students the medical model. For example, don't say Orion is autistic. Say Orion has autism. Just They're teaching medical students in medical school still. If you're diagnosing a dude, like let's say Orion comes in, you, say, you di- yep, mate, um, "Yep, you're right. You have autism. You're not, don't say he's autistic. God's sakes, don't say he's autistic. Don't define him. Don't label him. Just say he has autism. Okay? Just tell him it's like a backpack. You pick it up. You take it to school. You take it to work. You bring it home. You put your backpack down and you're not so autistic for a while, right? You got it. You just have to carry it around. Yeah, I don't have autism. I don't have autism. I don't suffer from autism i'm not living with autism i'm autistic come on guys this isn't even an argument anymore the only thing that makes you autistic is your brain if you're saying you don't want to label your child's brain their existence their actual identity then i don't know i think you i think you're on the wrong beans you're eating the wacky beans i don't know what's happening something's gone down You've opened up the cat food instead of the tuna. I don't know what's going on, but I'll reassess your diet. I'm not too sure what's happening. And again, I'm not in any way trying to offend. I'm trying to use humour to connect with you and, and kind of explain my point of view. If you're a parent or a carer of an autistic child or autistic kids, but you're not autistic, let's say you're neurotypical, you don't have experience living with autism. You don't have experience as an autistic person. I hear this all the time. Oh, look, I, I know what it's like to live with autism. No, you, hang on. Number one, I love and respect every second you've put in to raising your autistic child or caring for autistic people to you know, live a, a high quality life. Thank you so much. But don't ever try to tell me that that therefore corresponds or computes into you understanding what it's like to live as an autistic person or to live with autism. I live with my wife and kids. I don't know what life is like for my wife and kids. How in God's name can I get into, again, it's about the brain, right? They always say it. You gotta get in the mind of someone else. How can I get into the mind of my wife and kids? I can't, I can only get into my mind, which is me, my identity. That's, if I've got an autistic brain, that's the only thing that makes me autistic. Then I'm autistic, I don't have autism. I'm not living with autism. I'm living with my cat Daisy, my wife, and my two kids. So that's the person first model. (laughs) In a nutshell, (laughs) after a 10-minute rant, the person first model. I'm Orion and I have autism. That's the person first model. Let's move on. Identity first. Now, this is the increasingly preferred method for autistic people to identify. Identity first language. It views a person's disability as who they are. Again, it's everyone's own choice, dependent on their own thoughts and their own disability to choose how they wish to identify. Totally respect that. Identity first language views a person's disability as who they are rather than a problem, a disease, a disorder that needs to be fixed or cured. Now think about that. Emma again. Emma doesn't want to be defined. Why would she? She uses a wheelchair to get around, but she's not defined by the fact that her legs don't work, right? So she's Emma and she uses the wheelchair. Okay, cool. But as an autistic person, if I'm using person-first language, which we talked about, and I say, I'm Orion, I have autism, I have autism spectrum disorder, right? That seems like something that uh, either could be addressed, fixed. Some people talk about this ridiculous idea that you could cure autism. It's not true. People have talked about eradicating autism, DNA and genetics, and all these types of things. By using identity first language and saying my my disability is who I am and it isn't a problem or a disorder or a disease or something that tells everyone else that I need to be fixed, I think by saying I'm Orion, I'm autistic. It validates. an individual's ability to grow, thrive, and to live a meaningful life. Now, it also tells the world that we're not ashamed of our disability. Again, some people with disabilities, they don't want to be defined by their particular disability. That's 100% your choice. I'm both talking from an autistic point of view and from my own perspective. Clearly, it's my podcast. However, I really think person-first language has survived for so long in part due to neurotypical parents of autistic kids wanting the world to know how hard it is for them to care for an autistic child rather than to highlight ways to make the quality of life better for their autistic child. In other words, a way of looking good or gaining sympathy from the community. You know, like life is so hard having a child with autism. Seriously, you are not the one who's autistic. Your child or your partner, they're autistic. You think life's hard for you? you can turn it on and off. You go to sleep, you go to work, you, you can't escape being autistic if you are autistic. In addition to that, you're not the one living your life every day, every day, every day in a world that's not built for you, not set up in a way that's even helpful for you as an autistic person. I guess what I'm saying is, and I, I understand it's not. I'm not trying to be offensive or controversial, but, but frankly, I, I'm an autistic person. Frankly, if you're not autistic, you do not have the right telling an autistic person how to refer to themselves. Now, I guess you can chime in and go, but you know, she, he, they're, they're kids. What am I supposed to do? Well, you could ask them. This is the other thing. Parents withhold diagnosis from kids to a certain age, and then it builds up to the level. It's like emotional release. It's like a coming out party that's so emotional and so intense. That they're, like, they're scared about it. what will people think. It's like, what will people do? And that, it should never have been the case. It should have just, here's a diagnosis, explain it to them in the way that's helpful and then let the world know in whatever way works for that particular person, autistic person, but don't withhold it. Like it's some sort of dirty secret. You know, being autistic is a different way of viewing, experiencing and interacting with the world around us. It's, it's not an impairment. It's not a negative experience. It's a different experience. And honestly, yeah, I do think your autistic kids can can decide. And I also think they're, they're entitled to change their mind. Your autistic kids might go, yeah, look, I, I really want to just go with, I'm Orion and I, I have autism because I think my friends will will understand it easier or I, I feel uncomfortable labelling myself. and I, But that's okay. It's their call. But it's their call. It's not the call of a non-autistic person, a neurotypical person, to tell autistic people how they will identify themselves. And like I said, Identity first this is not my rant this is now the preferred form of identifying yourself as an autistic person identity first within the autistic community and that's the other thing for some reason there seems to be an autistic community and an autism community this doesn't this makes very little sense to me so the autistic community in my understanding which i don't know i guess i'm a part of is autistic people if you're autistic you're a member of the autistic community okay and if you're not autistic if you're neurotypical or just simply not autistic, but you are in some way connected to an autistic person, then you're part of the autism community. I mean, that's funny. Does that mean that if I know Emma, whose legs don't work and is in a wheelchair, does that mean that I'm part of the, the wheelchair community? Well, no, it means I'm part of the community. I'm just a, a dude in the world who happens to know someone who uses a wheelchair to get around. And also, to, you would think that the autism community would outnumber the autistic community, right, because there's more parents and carers and partners and blah, blah, blah. So then you think, well, hang on, why would we allow a community that isn't autistic to kind of have to label themselves, which which is ridiculous because the whole argument they're giving me is we don't want to label our kids or ourselves. Hang on. So you don't want to label your kids, but you want to label yourself so you have a community that you somehow feel like you're entitled to have and can kind of use that as your way of you know, shouting down from the rooftops. I've had someone actually tell me before, but there's more people in the autism community. So really, how can you justify that what you guys prefer is the right way? Listen to that. Play that back. That's actually happened to me. To, to which I reply, well, there's not a single person in, in the autism community who's autistic because they're in the autistic community. So unless you're in the autistic community, your little label is irrelevant and you can't speak on behalf of us. You can, you can advocate, you can love and care and cherish and enjoy. That's very different. So I guess my example, I'm not a member of the wheelchair community, right, because I know Emma who uses a wheelchair to get around. By the way, she's just a made-up person. I don't. I'm not. I'm just a person in the world. I find this strange. It's Like what if – so, okay, so this, that's a disability thing. And what if we made it – what if we made it a race thing? So I know someone of a different race, which means I'm part of that race community. Well, no, I'm not. Because I'm I'm a different race, my skin colour is different. I know them; they're my friend. I love them, but I'm just part of the normal community who happen to know and love someone that has different coloured skin. It's you see what I'm you can't pick and choose this stuff. So I'm not trying to kick people out. I'm just trying to say every single person that is connected to an autistic person that busts their bum and their emotions and mental energy and, and and loves and cares for autistic people. I love and respect and I thank you so much. But you're just, you're just doing what you're doing because it's part of your life. You're just a member of the wider community who happens to know someone that is autistic in the autistic community. I'm sorry about this. I just don't get the whole label. Well, I don't want to put a label on my son, but you want to put a label on a community so you can come across like you're in, in more need because it's just so hard. I just don't get it. And I guess the other thing about parents wanting to label a community they're in, but they're not want to put a label on their kid. Like as a parent, and and I'm a parent of an autistic kid, I guarantee that you want your child to be comfortable, right? You want them to be happy and proud of their true self. I guarantee that's your wish. I guarantee that's what you want. So intrinsically, you know that. So why would you starve them of that? How can they be comfortable and happy and proud of their true self? if you're trying to deny them the, their true identity. This isn't about offending or attacking. I'm just, I'm just trying... This is just an autistic guy just trying to provide different perspectives. You cannot acknowledge the value and worth of an autistic person without recognising their identity as an autistic person. Does that make sense? So referring to an autistic person as a person with autism or a person with ASD or I have a child on the spectrum that demeans who they are because it denies who they are. I respect the right of all people with disabilities to decide how they will refer to themselves, but it shouldn't be decided or manipulated by parents, family, friends, and the wider community. And from my point of view, I would highly recommend, I would urge you to reconsider the consequences of using person-first language.
0: My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Well we're
1: here. Well, thank you so much to the one person that wasn't offended and is still listening. (laughs) I appreciate you listening to my friend Autism. I mean, I really do. If the episode has resonated with you or offended you and you want to offend more people, please share it with your family, friends, and enemies. We can reach more people that way. You could follow the Orion Kelly page on Facebook. Hey, send me a message from my website. Say hey, orionkelly.com.au. Watch and subscribe my videos. Check out the YouTube channel, Orion Kelly, that autistic guy. I'm so grateful for your support. So continue to watch, listen, and share. We'll increase that level of understanding, acceptance, and appreciation of the autistic community. You and I will do this together, my friend. Thank you for listening. Until the next podcast, thank you so much for opening up your minds and embracing differences.
0: You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion, and never miss an episode, Like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook or visit orionkelly.com.au.